coffee break and we're ready to discuss (laughs) i'm finally up you guys i really was kind of losing it a little bit but we're here because we feel so passionately about the real housewives the real housewives um so i did need to just go over the real housewives of orange county you guys So, if you happen to be watching this season of Real Housewives of Orange County, there is a lot of talk about Shannon Bedore, her relationship with John. Mm-hmm. Right after this season capped, John. Wait, her- I'm so sorry. Is Shannon mm-hmm. an OG? Shannon's not an OG. I think she popped up probably like six or seven seasons in. Okay. Shannon has been dating John for maybe two or three years. She was married when she started the show. Her husband, there was a lot of issues there. They got divorced. And one thing about Shannon is she's kind of always been up and down on the show with like Hmm. either like depression, gaining a lot of weight, losing a lot of weight. (laughs) I would say just up and down. But one thing that's consistent is that she's always kind of drank a lot on the show. And Mm. there has been kind of mention about her having a drinking problem. And I kind of always thought there was two because she takes so many tequila shots. One thing about the Trace Amigas, if you watch, that's Vicky, Tamara, and Shannon. I love them when they're together, but they get (laughs) so drunk. They take like five tequila shots, like back to back. I don't always think it's the best influence on like women who watch as well because I did think there was like an unhealthy balance there mm. to be honest. Do you think Marisol from Real Housewives of Miami is an alcoholic? No, because that's different because right. she never acts out of pocket and if you actually watch Marisol, she's not getting like hammered. Right. Like she likes to talk about drinking a lot, which I don't think is really good either because she kind of like sensationalizes drinking. I can respect that. And there's nothing wrong with drinking. Like, I love Vanderpump Rules. I love the drinking. But it's something kind of cringy about Shannon, who's like, you know, has kids going to college. And she's just always getting really drunk. And the whole thing that really bites me about her DUI Mm -hmm. is that in this season of Real Housewives of Orange County, there's Mm -hmm. episodes airing right now where she is on her co-stars, Gina, Um, she's basically just talking so much smack about Gina, about the fact that Gina got a DUI a few years ago and was saying things basically like when she was getting her DUI, I set her up with a lawyer. I was the best friend. Like her kids would have been taken away from child protective services if Uh it wasn't for me. Like literally two episodes ago, she was saying this and like, she always gets so wasted and then she's judging Gina for having a DUI when clearly now we're seeing with her new DUI she just got on Saturday mm-hmm. that she does drive while under the influence so it's kind of like who do you think she is? Shannon was with her dog Archie in the car really cute golden retriever <laughs> who we see on the show I think she had gone out that night and was going to visit a friend or someone 
and basically clipped a house in Malibu. I believe uh, so. The video was pretty crazy too. Hidden Hills, something like that. Mm -hmm. She literally crashed into basically the house and then proceeded to like reverse, get out of there and drive off where she then parked her car on the side of the road, got out and pretended that she was walking her dog. Um, it was very um, apparent. Just walking my dog. Come on, Maggie. And it was very apparent to the cops <laughs> that she was um, inebriated, intoxicated. Mm -hmm. um, so she was immediately taken in for DUI. But that's sad I mean, to me. It's really sad because she does have kids. Like all of her daughters, she I think she had three or four daughters, mm -hmm. and they all the last of them just went to college. So I'm sure that played a toll in her getting out of her recent relationship. Um, I think they were still kind of working on things, but really it's just looking really bad for Shannon right now. I will always say for me, you know how in school we kind of learned the saying where it's like, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say it at all. For me, I'll go a, a step further and say, if it's not something nice, have a resolution. Like if you are criticizing a friend, say it in a way where it's like how can i help you here's something that i don't think is good for you how can i help you how can we change this do you care that it bothers me i feel yeah. like when you just sit there just to judge somebody to not even help them to give them advice that's crazy to me because we're all human and we all make mistakes so there's a thin line and we have to understand which side we're on well that actually brings me to something i read today mm -hmm. where kelly dodd who is a former co-star of real housewives of orange county is actually coming down on tamara judge mm -hmm. kind of saying that tamara enables her because they're always getting so drunk together and now that shannon is in her time of need tamara's been on vacation the past few days while Whoa. like other people are you know checking on Shannon and giving her food and making sure she's okay. I will say I do think it's her bed she has to lie in it. Like, I don't think that people need to be bringing her food or be giving her her condolences. You know, she didn't, like, lose a loved one. She made a really bad decision. And I think it's okay right. for friends to kind of be mad at you for those things and hold them accountable. Right. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But it was just released, I think, today that Shannon Bedore is going to rehab. Um, it was probably court-ordered, so I'm not going to say it was on her decision because she's always been very against the idea of her having a problem. Mm -hmm. um, so it could be court-ordered, but Shannon is going to rehab because of her DUI. So wow. I think a lot of things on OC starting next season are going to change. But that's our Real Housewives of OC update. Oh, a lot to unpack, a lot to unpack. It's kind of funny that all this talk about, you know, DUIs and being drunk mm -hmm. brings me into what I need to say about Real Housewives of Salt Lake City this week. Ooh. Like Hot Mess Express. Wow, 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 wow. Episode four. Episode four. <laughs> we have accents because Meredith developed a British accent. She has a British accent. When she got drunk, she decided to have an accent. Um, if you don't know what we're talking about, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Um, yeah. Episode four of this season. I don't think Episode I've, three. Is it three? Yep. Okay, okay. I'm so sorry. Episode That's okay, three, honeys. honeys. But I don't think I have ever seen a Housewives franchise that gets as drunk as Salt Lake City. Like, between Heather's Black Eye last season, the fights, like, Jen Shaw used to get in, like, almost like Jersey Shore moments. Yeah. And now we have Meredith slurring her words. Her... <sighs> 
heard of Heather throwing up in the in the tour bus. God. And you know what? It's kind of funny because Heather brought up the fact that she was a little stunned that Lisa. Yeah, it had kind of been pointed out that it was weird because I guess apparently in the Mormon faith, like alcohol is not really accepted. And so for Lisa's son to be joining a mission, like I guess that's going to be the gospel that he is preaching that they shouldn't have alcohol and get drunk and stuff when Lisa literally quite, she's <laughs> like she owns a tequila company. Well, I have this theory mm-hmm. that people that live in the cold parts of the US, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, like, Michigan, Boston, Utah, those places, they tend to drink a lot more than the normal person. It keeps them warm. It keeps them warm, and also there's not a lot to do. Yes, there's skiing and stuff, but there was so much to unpack in this episode. I mean, we just have to get right into the dinner. Yeah. The Salt Lake City dinner, I mean. Wait, before the dinner, though. Well, let's just say this. We (laughs) kind of wanted to relate with our honeys because lately there's been a topic of travel etiquette. Of course, you know, they have, like, dinners, and then they usually go on, like, a trip, maybe two a year. Mm Mm-hmm. So... How do you honeys feel about somebody specifically being the designated hostess and then you just inviting somebody randomly and not telling that person? Mm. Like, I feel like the lack of communication is crazy to me. So basically yeah. there's somebody named Whitney. Whitney. Who invited Angie K when it was Meredith's trip. Meredith's trip, knowing that Meredith specifically did not invite Angie K. Now, honeys, you know, usually we say allegedly this and allegedly that, but Whitney said with her own mouth, she said, I was doing this a little bit and I know that I'm poking the bear and I'm kind of coming early just to mark my territory. That's emotionally like immature. And you're supposed to be starting anew. You said that you're bringing Angie K around to start anew and you're upset that you're definitely starting problems just doing that. Like you just said, poking the bear. Exactly. As soon as she found out that Angie K wasn't invited, Mia, why didn't she just call Meredith and say, hey, I know you have issues with Angie K, but I really feel like we shouldn't exclude her. Can she come to the trip? But she had to make it this whole thing. She had to surprise. She had to be the center of attention. It's disgusting. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of giving Giselle from Real Housewives of Potomac where mm-hmm. she wants to play these games or she wants to tell people things that she knows are going to cause problems or bring someone to an event. It's giving Kristen from Vanderpump Rules. Like, first of all, Gotta talk about the fact that Meredith (laughs) wanted Angie K to leave the table. So she goes up to a waiter and tells him to kick her out. Like, honey, you're at a restaurant. It doesn't work that way. Well, well, let me say this, though. I will say, remember (laughs) what we said. So first of all, she kind of did it the diplomatic way. Whether you call it diplomatic or or fake is kind of up to you. But they went around the table just being real with one another. She told Whitney that she was not angry about Angie K coming. She just said that she needs to communicate better. And then that's when Mary jumped in and was like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Say it a lot more angry like you did earlier. And then that's when everything just flipped the switch. So you think Mary kind of started all the heatedness that happened? Yes, because I think in that moment, I think that she thought that Meredith was trying to be fake, but I think Meredith was doing the diplomatic thing by saying, you know what, I'm not gonna let Angie K 
think that she has the time of day to think that I'm bothered by her. Whitney, this is about you not being a good friend and communicating. I do think that Mary did come for Whitney, but in terms of who came for Meredith, it was Angie because Mm -hmm. she said, I have a Greek word for you and it's called fake. Uh And she started that 100% with Meredith. But Melissa and I kind of noticed that if you look, she's drinking a vodka martini. It looks like with a lemon twist, which to my bartender knowledge, which I have a lot, (laughs) means that she was drinking a vodka straight up. Yep. Um, and there was also a glass of wine in front of her. And one thing I noticed is even when she starts to slur her words, that drink didn't move at all. Yeah. The drink is full. She um, was both drinks. Up, so sure. Melissa and I happen to think that she may have been on some Xanax. By the way, her eyes were so wide, I wouldn't be surprised if it was maybe uppers. Right. I don't know what her poison is, painkillers possibly. But I did think she was heavily intoxicated, not exactly off of alcohol, though. Right. And you know, honeys, we strive to be dramatically correct. So again, we're not sure. But just from what we've seen in college and everything, and just throughout life, the energy she was giving, it was more than drunk. Like, she definitely was... She was crying. She was was angry. Her emotions were all over the place. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, it was kind of sad, but also, of course, like, we have to talk about the part where, what did she say? You want to talk about our husband? Ooh, the words were slurred. And she says, she can f**k <laughs> She developed a British accent, that Meredith. It was random. And I loved every second of like, it. Like, what did she, we're going to have to, like, insert bits, but, like, she was just saying random words in a British accent, and it was just not, I don't understand where it was coming from. I was deceased, and I loved that Heather brought up the accent, And then I also thought it was so funny. You could see that Heather was just smashed, so drunk. She was definitely drunk because she was throwing up in the shuttle bus that they take home, which was Uh disgusting. And I don't think I've ever seen Housewives get that trashed. And I, it was giving college years for me. It reminded me of seeing my friend throwing up in a plastic bag in the back seat of the car. Um, So it definitely brought back some memes. But I did think it was kind of weird how drunk and messed up this episode was. And then also, can we talk about Mary Cosby calling Whitney out in the shuttle? One thing I've noticed is like, Mary is just so out of place here. Like she is just, she's hilarious, but she does not fit in with these women. She doesn't want to fit in. She doesn't, but you know what? I think she might be the oddball that saves everything because Mary might be that person that doesn't get along with everyone, but she's the person to tell people about themselves. And I feel like these other women are so obsessed with being friends that they can't tell each other they're like, no, you're being screwed up. Yeah. Well, actually, let me defend Monica. Monica's our favorite. She told Angie K she was out of line when Angie K called Meredith the B word. Monica has yeah. been the new MVP, yes, and she also queen. called she out sticks Lisa up Barlow in this episode yep. for her tone deaf way of going on about the sixty thousand dollar ring. And so far, mm-hmm. she's really bringing the energy and also bringing the honesty. Also, Mia. Do you think it's a little strategic? I feel like she can come in hot because Jen Shaw is not here. So all the tea that Jen Shaw gave her, she can spill it now because Jen Shaw's in jail. She's guns ablaze. She's loaded. I mean, she started basically being like, I had sex with my brother-in-law for nine months. My husband's sister's husband. Kicked out of the Mormon church. I mean, hello. 
Interesting. And they excommunicated her and not him. I mean, she's giving a lot of importance. Juicy he and she's giving storyline. Mm -hmm. She's moving that storyline, honey. She is. No, I definitely will say I would like to think that Monica's going to be a pivotal housewife. Like I said, honeys, the casting has been different. It's been fresh and I can't I can't complain. I really think that all of the Housewife shows are giving and I'm loving the way that things have been casted lately. I think things are taking kind of a different turn where it's more not about the husbands as much anymore. It's about the women, their careers and their relationships with each other. And some of them have become more genuine, mm -hmm. um, which kind of brings me to Real Housewives of New York. Right. Which is another show that's built on actual now genuine friendships between people. Yeah. Uh, Real Housewives of New York, I think we in this newest episode really saw Erin kind of like stick to her guns, which I enjoyed. Like she would not let Bryn just cute see her way out of this or flirt her way out of this of really that inappropriate joke. And I'm sorry, honeys, tell me if you agree with me or not. I think time and place matters. You don't make a joke about divorce at somebody's 10th anniversary party. We're literally celebrating that we've made it so far and you want to joke about us not making it so far? Yeah. That's inappropriate. Maybe if we're at a dinner where it's just the four of us, still I don't like it, but less inappropriate. We're yeah. literally celebrating weddings and you're talking about divorce. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. That's like talking ill of the dead when you're at their funeral. That's crazy. No tact. So I think that Bryn does get away with being really cute and being charming. And I say that because I have that effect myself, honey. I'm just joking. But it is true. Like, it's easier to not take accountability when you feel like you can talk your way out of it. But sometimes you need to be put in your place. And so you shouldn't always have yes friends around you. Erin, now, I think as kind of retaliation of what you were saying, was basically telling Bryn when she was talking about freezing her eggs. She was yes, basically that she like, was lying. Yeah, she was like, oh, the doctors were asking for her to write down possible sperm Right then and there. Because embryos are stronger than eggs. Mm -hmm. And Erin was basically like at the table, like, oh, Oh, Bryn's definitely lying. She's like, I don't believe that. I've yeah. never heard that in my life. But Bryn was like, why would I lie about that? But she that? said it to Uba, and Uba gets kind of mad about it. I think Uba is definitely starting to have some issues with Aaron, which we're seeing. I also think Sai is kind of bugging a lot of people at this point, including well, because, me. I mean, she's getting irritated because every time she doesn't like that the group is trying to resolve things, she's like, I'm bored of this. I want food. Okay, Sai, we understand that you're always bored and you always and want food. Always and you're always hungry. Want and you're always hungry. Like, we get it. But at the end of the day, you're part of a group. You signed up for a cast to be a part of a group. So sometimes you're going to have to sit there and not every conversation is going to be about you. So wait for the appetizers. And okay? it's crazy. She kind of kept getting on. Jessel like when they asked Jessel like Jessel tell us your story you haven't told us anything right. Jessel like literally goes back and is giving you know her family heritage but story was guy. a little weird I get that it was too long <laughs> no it wasn't too long I it jumped they were from mean. like her parents being from Africa and then her uncle and I felt like she did a very good job and correct me if I'm wrong I felt like she did a really good job of bouncing around every other detail but herself and it was like okay I still haven't learned anything about you it was shady the way she kind of didn't really say anything about yeah. her I will admit that she's but one thing I actually read today and it was something that Jessel's husband like liked on Twitter it was uh -huh. like Basically, someone being like, Sai sitting here saying that Jessel's given no information. She's already talked about her struggle with not having sex with her husband. She's talked about her IVF 
journey. Right. She's talked about how hard it is having two twins in her career. Right. She's talked about, like, her mother's relationship with her. Like, she's talked about a lot. I think people so, just enjoy the build-up. And build what has Sai talked about? What well, do no, I no, know no. about Sai? Wait, I okay, mean, I know on. things about Sai. Sai grew up very poor. She talked about what her else? mother's alcohol struggle. She went into detail about how she had to take her mother off of tubes, how she had to call her family, how she then had to become the breadwinner, how her husband has helped her through emotional trauma, how she knows that she's not an empath, how sometimes she smothers her kids with love. Sai has talked yeah. a lot about her life. I'm going to say this. I'm not the biggest fan of Sai. Sai is realer than Jessel, but Sai is yeah. ruder than Jessel. I don't I think I, she gives she's, she's realer New though. York as she's hell. New York as hell, but she's realer. I will say there's something about Jessel. I feel like and and correct me if I'm wrong, this is the thing I love about me and Mia, because we don't always have the same opinion, but I can we see her side. Okay. Which I love, but I feel like Jessel's one of those people where she doesn't want people to call her pampered and privileged, but she doesn't want to be too pampered where she can't be with the cool people who have struggled. So, like, it's convenient for her to say, I've had struggles, but then, like, what are the struggles? Like, what are they? You know, like, what are they? (laughs) Yeah, well, that's kind of what Sai was saying is that she felt like, or no, I think it was Aaron was the one who was kind of calling Jessel out for pretending like she had struggles, kind of talking about her family's upbringing. And she may have, but Just what are because they? Bryn and Sai had their own struggles mm-hmm. and she kind of wanted to relate. And uh, Jenna, whose mom I didn't even love her or show emotion. I don't think it's fair to say, like, what Aaron was saying, yeah. basically being like, Jessel, like... You grew up privileged like me. Like, you have no clue no, what that's people rude. go through. I and agree. I thought that was really messed up. And it definitely seemed like projecting to me. I agree. Like, Aaron was projecting that you were privileged. And that's fine. Like, she even said, she's like, well, it's fine if Jessel was privileged. That's fine. Like, I was privileged. But why are you projecting that on someone? If she's saying yeah. she wasn't, mm-hmm. then you need to believe her because also you could grow up rich. You could grow right. up with the best family. You don't know what's going on. She yeah. could be going through abuse. She could have a family who actually doesn't support her or let her go after her dreams. She could be going through a million things that have yeah. nothing to do with money. So it's very one-sided and kind of messed up to blame somebody and say no you didn't go through shit growing yeah. up no your life is perfect like you popped into my life a few months ago what do you, you know? know what that is a lack of communication because yeah. she actually could have you know all that is is hey I actually want to know more about you and I don't know so now I'm feeling insecure and I'm throwing shit at you like it's yeah. easy where she could have just said literally that it could have been like hey you said that you struggled but I kind of want to connect with you a little bit more and see how we both struggled like sometimes I feel insecure like I haven't struggled enough can you connect with me if she would have just said that it would have felt different i was just thinking as we said that that i kind of forgot that jessel and aaron kind of haven't hit it off since the beginning and then kind of the same thing that who was it not Sai. it was bryn and aaron kind of have had problems from the beginning and you're still seeing these things kind of going on and one thing i wanted to touch on melissa which hasn't happened on the show yet but i wanted your take okay because i know we've talked about this Mm -hmm. um in the next episode, we kind of see Uba pop off for the first time. And up until now, she's been super sweet. Um, as we said in the last episode, unproblematic, not really someone who gets in fights. But you can see she's pushed to her limit when Aaron took her phone in this episode. Right. And in the next one is when things pop off and Uba ends up ripping her sunglasses off her face and kind of getting in her face. Um, And I just wanted Melissa's opinion because I know we kind of talked about the whole thing that we don't like when women are portrayed like 
um, like an angry black girl. Right. And I was wondering, do you think it's like the narration? Do you think this is how Uber is? Because as we said, she's been so sweet and unproblematic. She's been the least feisty girl out of all of them. So what do you think? Yeah, so I will definitely say it was triggered. I will definitely say she was poked. This whole time I've seen her be... And like you said, unproblematic, you know, that's one of my favorite words. My mom claims that it's not a word, but I've never seen her instigate things. Like, yeah. I've never seen her. I've she's happy-go-lucky. She's happy-go-lucky or she sticks up for what is true and what is yeah. right or she protects herself. So I definitely feel like it was egged on. And I think people wanted to see Uba lose her cool because she's too cool all the time. Like, I feel, really feel like misery loves company and people who can't control their emotions like to see other people who can lose it. Because they're like, yeah. see, you're no different from me. I think that she was kind of pushed, and I feel like Uba yeah. kind of reminds me of myself in some ways, not to say that I'm as cool as Uba. You are, but me. <laughs> just you in are. the way that I'm usually really happy and nice, almost I'd say 95% of the time, unless I get pushed. And if I lose my cool, like you may see an ugly side of me, but it's really rare you're gonna see that, and it's usually provoked, you right. know what I mean? Right. And I feel like Aaron and Sai now to me, I'm starting to get like mean girl vibes. Mm, I am starting to, for sure. I feel like, like they're provoking. Well, first of all, Aaron's sensitive. She she don't play that, and that's what they're not getting. Um, Brand, I think, has attention issues, and that's why she likes to make jokes because it keeps her relevant i think she has a good heart though but i think because she has gone through so many struggles she likes to say provocative things because the shock value gives her a high um i think that size just a new yorker she has no like she just says whatever but yeah. she goes for the money so i admire her i think uba is chill but don't come for her and i think jenna genuinely has childhood trauma and she goes through a lot of physical stuff that can weigh on the mind and she's also a newborn like lesbian so she's yeah. learning how to be a girl's girl amongst a lot of these women and this is just something i thought of that i'm curious to know who is your favorite and who is your least favorite on real houses in new york up to this point you know what that's an interesting one oh oof. All of them have something I don't like about them, though, now. Like, now that we're, like, in it, because I don't like what Brynn did to Aaron. Sometimes Aaron can be unnecessary. I say Uba. Uba so far. So your favorite? Yeah, Uba so far, because there's things about Jenna. I don't like that Jenna blamed it on her post-surgery. She said she wanted to, she didn't want to fly, whatever. She said she wanted to fly first class. (laughs) Just be honest, bro. And who's least? Elise right now gosh and I know I know this might be terrible and I don't want to burn any bridges Jessa no technically sigh only because I'm starting to get really irritated by this whole like I get that she's like, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, but I really it's think annoying. like it's kind of rude and it's starting to like, at first I was like, oh, that's her thing, but now it's like starting to get irritating. Shut up about the food. And it seems like everyone has food, so it's becoming a little bit rude to me too. I was going to say she's also my least favorite. I was scared you were going to be yeah. mad at me. So I right now was my kind of on my her. least favorite list. Yeah, she's very cool and her life seems awesome, but I don't like the way that she talks to people yeah. sometimes. And I think that she just kind of thinks she's the shit and it's getting a little old but my favorite you're never gonna believe this i had to really think about it 
My new favorite is okay. Bryn. Okay, okay. Because I love her backstory. I feel like she's been really real. I love that she's kind of like a woman who's always been on her own. She's worked her way up in corporate America, which not a lot of people know. Right. Um, makes her own really good money, and she's been engaged a few times but never commits. And I just kind of love her backstory, and I love that she's – really sweet and flirty and fun but she also has her really serious dramatic moments where yeah. she cries and I feel like I'm starting to really connect to Bryn as a person actually yeah I'll say Bryn and Uber are tied the only thing I didn't like Bryn for is I think Bryn got carried away in her flirtatious character yeah. I stand by what she said to Aaron's husband was totally inappropriate at that place at that time but otherwise i do like brand i like the fact that she's been engaged so many times but she hasn't wasted people's hard-earned money traveling coming to the wedding and then you know going through with it so get engaged as many times as you want and break it off before you walk down the aisle with the wrong person yeah yeah and we'll see how it progresses too yeah um but right now Bryn's on top for me and I was loving the little Jenna and Bryn flirtation she was kind of joking about maybe I should get with Jenna and she's like then I can like be rich if we got married and I kind of thought that was cheeky and funny Yeah. See, that's funny. Just don't mess yeah. with people's mans. Like, you, there's boundaries with your friends. Like, I'm always down to make jokes with my friends, but you know, we're adults. A time and a place for everything. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, and I and I feel the same. Yeah, I think it's always fun to have fun. You know, I love having fun, and we like being dramatically correct. Okay, dramatically correct. Oh yeah. Hey. And we hope that you guys enjoyed this Did you? last episode. Yeah, leave a comment. We want to know. If you think we're annoying, just tell us in the comments. Please. If you think we're fantastic, let us know in the comments. We would love <laughs> to know. We love it either way. I love that for us, and I love that for you guys as well. If you are digging Dramatically Correct, please don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Dramatically Correct Podcast. And we actually will start to uh, upload our episodes on Spotify. And actually, they're already on Spotify, but I mean iTunes, SoundCloud, all that good stuff. And hopefully, we are actually in the works of some visuals. I don't want to give too much away, but that means you're going to get a chance to lay your eyes on. On Mel and Mia yes. and Mel. And also, please follow our new TikTok account, Dramatically yes. Correct. And we're super excited to be, you know, giving you the teach week. We will be back whether you like it or not. So, you know, <laughs> tune in if you dare. Tune in if you dare. And I hope that you guys have a great rest of your week, honey. Love you, honey. Love you, Bye. Honey. Bye.